Tampering day one is happening. The 49ers not doing a lot on the surface, but are the 49ers doing some things behind the scenes? Do we now have a clear picture of what could happen with the 49ers? Rumored interest in at least one big free agent and the Jimmy G sweepstakes is dwindling and dwindling down to maybe one or two teams. All of that and more coming up on this episode, Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at PD Peacock at Eric Unders. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Thanks for jumping in with us live on this live stream on the first day of unofficial free agency the 49ers have lost one haven't really added anything but they're rumored to be big in on one guy and who knows maybe something huge will break while we're live on the air filming this uh tuesday evening slash no monday eat what day is it monday evening slash monday evening morning podcast for those of you who are audio only and are maybe listening to us driving on your way to work tuesday morning um uh, croc first of all the biggest news involving the 49ers, they, they have lost basically free agent number one. The, their top guy that I think, at least I thought they should try to resign, has now left the building. Or unofficially, he could remember a couple of years ago, uh, Anthony Barr pulled yep. a switcheroo. He was going to sign with, I think, the, the Colts maybe. And the then he... Jets. Or was it the Jets? Yeah, and then he ended up... And returned back, back to the Vikings. Vikings when things were official on the, on the, at the beginning of the new league year. So these are Frank all... Gore. Frank Gore some years ago. Remember him? He was going to a team and then kind of reneged it and ended up going to a, another team. I don't remember that one. Yeah. But yeah. Frank so Gore was going somewhere after, you know, the 49ers had that mass exodus 2014. He was going to one team and then was like, ah, no, actually, I'm going to go to this other team. So these are unofficial signings and reported signings. And some of the numbers, uh, the agents love throwing these big bloated numbers out there that yeah. I don't think are accurate in a lot of cases. And some of these we're seeing uh, are actually a little bit smaller deals or or are structured in a way that is not quite as, as crazy as some of the numbers look for some really sub elite level players. And I think that's the big thing to remember in all this before we go forward in this podcast, just because things are quiet. Sometimes in a lot of ways, that's a good thing because I don't think a lot of people come out winners spending a whole bunch of money in free agency and throwing stupid money out there. And if you're going to sign a guy, make sure he's a difference maker. Make sure it makes sense for your team, because if you're paying $20 million a year for a wide receiver three, as maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars are, that's not a great thing for you in the long term. So in some ways, being more quiet on day one of free agency is a better sign for your franchise than the teams that are the busiest and, and throwing down the most cash today. Well, listen, you might have to talk some 49er fans off of the ledge, and, and maybe you just did that right there. I've been listening in on the Twitter spaces, and the 49er fans, I mean, they are losing it. I'm like, hold on. We can't criticize a team for their approach to the offseason, really to everything they've done when, I mean, we're talking about a team that's going to two NFC championships in the last three years and a Super Bowl. Like, they aren't this incompetent front office. And I'm not saying they're perfect with every single move that they've made, but at the end of the day, the results have at the very least made it to where I give them the benefit of the doubt, even if it's not something I personally would do. The big one is Lakin Tomlinson. Uh, he has agreed to terms unofficially with the New York Jets. Robert Sala's new team. It, to be honest with you, 
Croc, I think the the Jets have probably poached away fewer players than expected the first couple off seasons here from the 49ers. This is really the first big one that they've taken away from the 49ers. There have been some, but nothing really major. Uh, this is uh this is a big free agent acquisition for the New York Jets and really paid Lake and Tomlinson. God bless Lake and Tomlinson. They paid him what looks to be around 14 million dollars a year on this new contract, stealing them away from the 49ers. And I think it's smart that the 49ers didn't really go there. So you say, you say, congratulations, Lakin, go, (laughs) go get that money. Right. And and I think it's a level the 49ers couldn't go to. And I think it's a smart move by the front office. They put a limit. They couldn't get a, a friendly deal done before free agency. So you have to let a guy go talk to teams. And if they come back with a number that you don't want to match, the smart teams don't match those numbers. So Lakin Tomlinson, good on you. Go get that money. The Niners now have to figure some things out on their offensive line. You know, I was on my YouTube channel and someone had said basically like, hey, you know, don't overpay for Lincoln Tomlinson. And I was like, okay, like, well, what is overpay? And he said anything more than $10 million a year. And then you see the Jets come in and again, the number on paper, $14 million a year. I'd say I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Okay, you, you lost Lincoln. You just, you just lock him, lost him. Let's hope that, uh, you know, a guy like Aaron Banks can kind of take that year two leap because you're, you're going to need it losing the guy like him. But I won't fault the 49ers at all for not being able to retain Lake and Tomlinson at that number. That's a big number, 14 million a year for, for a guard. And I mean, for him, even though he's been very consistent and he's been an iron man, he hasn't missed games. That's still, a, that's a lot of money for an aging guard. By the way, I like your choice of headgear today croc for those of you watching this podcast we did not plan this out we both rock in the san francisco giants hat getting pumped there's actually going to be a baseball season this year a lot of baseball free agent signing as well um man that that japanese outfielder seiya suzuki i'd like to see him in a giants uniform that that's that watching a little major league baseball free agency just like i'm watching the nfl free agency <laughs> Giants a lot more active than the san francisco 49ers right now their football counterparts um but no, I think you nailed it there. Look, it, they they went higher than the 49ers, I think, were willing to go. The 49ers have a lot of very expensive players, and you can't continue to pay positions like guard top-of-the-market money if you want to pay tackles a lot of money. You want to pay your tight end a lot of money and a linebacker money, which traditionally don't make a ton of money, right? And so um, you have to pick and choose where you're going to pay. Aaron Banks is the big one. He's got nowhere to go but up. He played left guard in college, so maybe that'll help him out because he was, you know, flipping back over to the right side for the 49ers last year. He'll compete at left guard, I'm sure, but I can't imagine what we've seen from from Aaron Banks' rookie year is enough for the 49ers to just pencil him in as the starter. Now, Jalen Moore, I think, you know, if the competition was on the field last year, I would say Jalen Moore, even the fifth round rookie, has a leg up on the second round rookie from last year in Aaron Banks, potentially for that left guard spot. Maybe, maybe they let the two second year guys battle it out at left guard. Maybe they bring somebody else in a lower price free agent. Maybe they add still some more players in the draft, but uh, it is a big loss. And Lake Thompson played hundred percent of the snaps for the 49ers. He's been really consistent and he has, he's not a superstar player, so you can't pay him superstar money, but he's a really good player. And the 49ers are going to miss him unless one of those young players really step up, which is what the 49ers probably hoped when they drafted Aaron Banks, and we'll see if he takes that big step. Because even if he gets a little bit better, that's not enough. He's got to get a lot better from what we saw last year. Right. Whether it's him or more. And you talked about more. More is a guy that they drafted to potentially play guard, but because of injuries, was forced to play tackle. And uh, I would assume that they didn't 
care for what they saw because he ended up kind of getting beat out by Compton. But maybe, again, if he profiled better as a guard, put him at a position where he's going to be more comfortable playing at and uh, give him this offseason, hey, this is the plan. Everybody, just like, you know, jobs or whatever, you have those extra interviews and, and whatnot or those, uh, you know, quarterly checkups, you know, whatever everybody has. Well, they they have that with the in the NFL. And when you go home, after the season, they tell you, hey, this is what we plan on doing. You know, work on this, work on that. We want you to improve in these areas. And hopefully more, you know, part of it was him playing guard if Lake and Tomlinson was going to be leaving. So we'll, we'll see. Guard is supposed to be one of the more kind of plug-and-play type positions. You know, if you can get a two-year starter out of Daniel Brunskill, you, these other guys, like, they can they can play. They, they should be able to play and the 49ers should be yeah. able to plug somebody in there and, and get some. And that's why you don't pay $14 million for a guard. Um, it's, it's tough though, because this could be a disaster scenario for the 49ers on the offensive line. You know, obviously going into this offseason, you would hope the 49ers could get even better on the O line. There's a potential that they could st- take a step back from where they were. Mike McGlinchey coming off that severe thigh or quad tear. What if McGlinchey doesn't come back to full strength? And now it's maybe you need more at right tackle. They still have maybe Compton and, and I think Brunskill. They would hope that Banks beat him out last year and they didn't. And you have an aging center in, um, in who's the center for the 49ers? Um, Alex Mack. So you have Alex Mack. And so you have really one really set position at left tackle. Mack is good getting older, but he should be fine there. But really some question marks at three out of the five positions. So I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers did still go the free agent route and maybe had somebody else there to, um, you know, jump in and, and maybe at least compete for one of those spots, maybe like Tom Compton was, you know, but um, there's a chance that that offensive line could step back. It, It is a loss for the 49ers, but I understand why they didn't go there and pay what, Maybe Lake and Thompson was looking for it. It might have been even less, but you know, not enough. The quarterback stuff. We got to talk about the quarterback stuff, Crocky. Um, there is, let's see, Deshaun Watson has a. I think is is slowing things down in the quarterback market because a lot of teams are checking in on him. We've got to go check out uh, what's going on in the free agent market with some other teams and some other players. The 49ers might have a big name coming. Who knows? Maybe there is news that will break with a big time signing or a big time trade while we're on this podcast, Croc. We'll get into all that stuff and get into the chat a little bit, answer some of those uh, listener questions as well. Coming up, first, I want to let the folks out there know about bet online it's that time of year again it's tourney time a uh, college basketball's tournament finally upon us it's always a lot of fun and you can find all the latest odds contests and player props at bet online which remains the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news even this season so not just wagering go find out what's going on in the sporting world at bet online net and it's not just basketball it's not just football it's not just free agent props or uh, draft props or super bowl futures and college basketball and pro basketball you've got hockey major league baseball now getting going to be a lot of fun and you can bet on that every single day all summer long at bet online even live betting and your favorite vegas casino games so get over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts 
Thanks for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. And just like this program, it is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Crocky. 49ers Shaolin says you look bored. Are you bored at the lack of activity by your San Francisco 49ers <laughs> day one of tampering? Where's the tampering, John Lynch? Now on my on my screen, I have everything that's going on with the NFL on Twitter right now. So I'm just kind of scrolling through that. So yeah, not not bored with what we're going, what we're talking about here. We're good. That's Croc focused reading face, is what that is. Yeah. That's Croc looking at yeah. Christian Kirk getting $20 million a year and getting cross-eyed. Like, Wait a second, is that the right number? Is it 20 years for 20 million four years or 20 million per year? It was four years up to $84 million. Woo! Up to is key. I wonder how much of that money he actually sees. It was 74, I believe, before they're like escalators and stuff. And then obviously we know the most important number is what's guaranteed to you. Guaranteed dollars is going to be key. How many guaranteed dollars, Croc, would you be willing to throw at Stephon Gilmore? I've seen a, a ton of different, I mean, there's serious heat. The 49ers are definitely in on on Stephon Gilmore. There was some rumors coming into today, and now from different reporters, I've seen that it's the Raiders, the Jets, and the 49ers that are in on Stephon Gilmore. The 49ers, I think, are trying to keep that deal lower in APY, lower in years, which is why, to me, Stephon Gilmore always made the most sense instead of someone like J.C. Jackson, who signed a big deal with the Chargers, uh, Carlton Davis staying at home with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stephon Gilmore is that guy. And if the 49ers want to make a splash in free agency, uh, maybe there's some edge names out there I want to throw out on you, Croc. But uh, I think Stephon Gilmore right now, there's the most smoke with him, and he makes the most sense. And if they can bring him in on, say, two years at 12.5 mil per year, I think that would be rock solid. You'd be paying him less than you'd be paying your guard. And look, corner is just a more impactful position than guard. Yeah, and, and that would be a big signing. Again, I think part of it comes down to, you know, how do you feel about Ambry Thomas? Do you think that he's potentially ready to be a starter? And if you're still kind of, I guess, questioning that, which you should be, and you have an opportunity to improve that with a guy like Stephon Gilmore, then you do it. Now, I wouldn't be saying just throw – whatever at the wall and see what sticks, uh, you know, at the cornerback position. Wouldn't do that. But just in the sense of, you know, Stephon Gilmore, and, you know, he's a little bit older now, but I still think he has some really good years. And he, he was good for Panthers last year when he was playing. And he played the second half of the season. They just weren't very good. So I, I would like that signing. I would like a signing of Stephon Gilmore. That's definitely a guy I will go after. I like the contract numbers you said as well. Yeah, and and uh, I've been going to Pro Football Focus, and their projections have been pretty good for what most of the players are going to get. Some have gone a little higher. Some have gone a lot higher. Um, and I believe Brad Spielberger, shout out to Brad, friend of the program, who's uh, got a big part in that. He used to work at OverTheCap.com as well. Uh, I've been following his Twitter feed today with some of these signings. Um, and yeah, they've got him at about 12.5 mil for two years. So I like that for the 49ers. And look, the 49ers can look at... Stephon Gilmore's agents and say, look, okay, you might be able to squeeze more money out of the Raiders. You might be able to squeeze more money out of the Jets. But does, does Stephon want to come to the 49ers and compete for a title the next two years of these contract years that we're offering? You know, are, are, the Raiders are in trouble. I can see the Raiders going for a lot more money, which I think would hurt the 49ers' chances in getting Gilmore because the Raiders just really need some help on the outside on defense. And so they might be willing to do more money than the 49ers, but I really think the 49ers is the best situation 
we'll see if they can get it done. But uh, I would not be surprised if by the end of this podcast or tomorrow when we wake up that Stephon Gilmore is not quite a 49er because it would be unofficial, but he would have agreed to a deal with the San Francisco 49ers. I would like it. I would like I it. That would, and I think that would please a lot of 49er fans. They've been clamoring at the thought of getting a cornerback that's a legit starter uh, that has that big name. And I, I do think he's a guy that he moves the needle for me. I'm not big on swapping out uh, every Thomas for a Traverius Ward or something like that. It doesn't move the needle for me. But you know, if you want to go with Stephon Gilmore, a guy like that, and you're pushing to be the best that you could be, which again, load up now while you can around your rookie on his contract, I like Stefan Gilmore would be a move that makes a lot of sense for me. Absolutely. And and even those deer deals that are coming in the future with Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa, those aren't really going to hit big on the cap until 2024, you know, 2023, right. 2024, because um, there, even when the, the deals are, are done, then the first year is going to be friendly because you're going to throw down a signing bonus and then you're going to lower the, the yearly rate there. So you can push a little bit of that money into the future. So really you have a couple of years here and the two year deal for Gilmore, he can get in and out before the money really hits for guys like Debo and Bosa, the big money and the caps going up too. So they can fit a big free agent or maybe even a two in obviously sending Jimmy Garoppolo away and saving that $25 million is a big part of this. So what are your thoughts on Jimmy G now? And it's, it's looking more and more like, if a team is going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, it's either New Orleans or most likely the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts far and away the number one most likely team now. And especially since the latest news after Deshaun Watson has met with a couple of teams, he met with the brass from the Carolina Panthers today. He met with the brass from the New Orleans Saints. And I think there's another secret team in there, which I believe is probably the Eagles, maybe the Cleveland Browns even are sniffing around over there. Um, but Carolina said, uh, or I, the 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 Texans said they won't trade him to Indianapolis because they're in the division. So which I didn't think they would. When people started throwing that name out there, oh Indianapolis coach Deshaun Watson. I'm like, why why would they? Why would the why would Houston say? You know what? We're going to strengthen the best team in the in the division. <laughs> no, that doesn't what? make sense for them to do. And you know what else is funny, which I think helps the 49ers. So that's one thing that helps the Niners because now the Colts say, okay, well we can't go there. I guess we got to go for Jimmy uh, and. Also, Deshaun Watson turned down Seattle. He says, nope, yeah. not interested, because Deshaun Watson does have a no-trade clause, which is, you know, Deshaun, you better. So be where does he go? I mean, where, where are his options? Philly? Carolina, I think, is number one. Uh, played college in the Carolinas, right? Uh, I think it's a smaller market. That would keep the off-field, you know, all, all the whispers and all the, the news cycle. I think that would mute that a little bit. So to me, it makes the most sense for Deshaun Watson to go where he's already loved back home and let things chill out there for the six plus games that he's going to be suspended next year, probably, which is, which is another thing. Um, you better have another quarterback ready to go to start the season, because I really think that Deshaun Watson will be and should be uh, suspended. And who knows, maybe he'll be suspended for a whole year. Um, the Eagles have a ton of picks to trade. They've done some investigative work on him. I know that. So that one's a possibility. The New Orleans Saints, I don't know how they're going to pay for a Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Deshaun Watson, but they've been in on both of those players, according to reports. So the Saints are out there as well, and they met with Deshaun Watson today. But if I had to guess right now, I think the Carolina Panthers front runners for Deshaun Watson, mm. and I think the Indianapolis Colts front runners okay. for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Although there's still a couple other options out there, which might keep competition at least at a at a good enough level for teams like the Texans and the 49ers to get a nice little return on their trade assets. Well, we know what's not an option, and then that is the Pittsburgh Steelers who elected to sign Mitchell Trubisky 
right. And I, mean, uh, <laughs> I, I understand where Pittsburgh not wanting to part with draft picks. And maybe the 49ers were asking for too much for Jimmy Garoppolo. Totally get that. But Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins. The only thing those quarterbacks have done is proven that they're not good NFL quarterbacks. And that's what you're going with if you're the Steelers. You got to still be going into the draft if you're the Steelers. That right? That's right. what I'm thinking. When, when I saw that immediately, I'm like, oh, Trubisky. Okay, that's not a long-term play. No. It, my mind immediately went to the, the draft. This is a bridge quarterback situation. The guy who they didn't have to trade for and won't cost them as much money. But has shown that you can go to the playoffs with him, right? We see all that multiple times with him in Chicago. So, you know, I, I, I get it from that standpoint. You go out there and you get Malik Willis at pick 20. Makes sense. Although Willis is not going to be there at 20. I would put, so. I don't know. Look, you're, you're the draft expert here, Croc. You host Locked On NFL Draft. Um, I'm going to throw some, some draft stuff at you in a second. We'll get into the chat as well in the next segment. But as of right now, Jimmy Garoppolo has not been traded. There's still a market for him, but maybe there's a chance that the Niners get a lot in trade. There's a chance that John Lynch overplayed his hand. Cause there was also stories uh, today that the 49ers. And I think this is basically them saying, look, we're not going to cut him. So teams don't even worry about that. The, the Niners said we could keep him all the way to training camp. We could keep him uh, as long as we need to keep him right now. So the 49ers in the next couple of days, if they do do some signings and they don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo, I think we're going to see some announcement and they probably have some paperwork ready to go for some restructures. And maybe if they do trade Jimmy, they don't have to do some restructures that they might not want to do. So I think that's the holdup and not seeing any news right now coming out of Santa Clara for those Croc, let's get into the chat next. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With every the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models for vehicles out there, uh, you've got Hemi's that run out of gas. You've got um, you've got very efficient vehicles out there. No matter the car, no matter the parts, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Don't worry about going to a counter and waiting for a guy to look at his green computer screen, and they only have one a part possible for your vehicle and you don't know what they're looking at and they're upcharging you 50 even 100 percent for those parts no go to rockauto.com and they have everything you need you've got a computer in your pocket with access to rockauto.com and the best selection of auto parts for your car or truck and you can get it with reliably low prices for every customer do-it-yourselfers and professionals alike at rockauto.com Com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need or truck at rockauto.com. Real quick, Peacock. I did yeah. see a comment in the chat. Someone saying Mr. Trubisky is on the new team before Jimmy says a lot. And I, I will say it says a lot, but maybe not what, 49er fans think you know the, again the, there's it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo trade him and okay he's playing I mean there is a shoulder injury he's dealing with he's coming off of that there is the contract aspect of it I'm pretty sure he's going to want an extension I think Jimmy's going to have to go to a team that he fits the culture and they're going to value what he does and be able to build his team around that and if if I had to just kind of go off of just that I would say it's the Indianapolis Colts 
and maybe doesn't make as much sense for a team like Seattle, who, I mean, excuse me, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who traditionally play a different style of offense, at least over the last, I don't know, 10 years with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, obviously they have some things in place where I think Jimmy Garoppolo could excel, but is that the long-term answer? It seems like they want to go in a different direction. Colts, they, I think that's, they get guys like that, that are, I don't want to say overachievers, but it's just like good football players, good football players, and they excel with those type of guys. I think Jimmy fits the culture there. And there's a reason that Trubisky goes first because he's easier to get. He's cheap. And you can right. say, hey, you call up Mitch's agent. You say, hey, Mitch's agent, uh, this is so-and-so from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're not going to offer you crap, but maybe Mitch has an opportunity to start a couple games. And you're Mitch's agent. And you say yes to that faster than Croc said yes to the Colts' third-round <laughs> pick a few podcasts ago, right? Because who's gonna? nobody's giving Mitchell Trubisky a, a chance to start anywhere, and nobody should be. And so right now, that's the best. That's absolutely the best place for Mitchell Trubisky to go to a team that has a, a good running back, that has a good defense, that might win right away, and you have an, an opportunity to compete for a starting job. He, he's not going to have an opportunity to compete most of these other places. All the other places we're talking about, even if the New York Giants was the hottest one after the, the hottest team that, that seemed like we're after Mitchell Trubisky. And he wasn't going to start. Daniel Jones is going to start. He's the guy they drafted number one overall. Daniel Jones had to be in a disaster to get Mitchell Trubisky to start there, right? So this is the he has to beat out two players who have only played terrible ball that weren't drafted nearly as high as someone like Daniel Jones was, and that have been around longer than Daniel Jones. And so, um, yeah, that that's just you know the the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to go cheap. They didn't want to trade a pick, and maybe they'll do something in the draft. Maybe Kenny Pickett. You know, maybe Willis gets to them. I don't know. Let me throw that out to you, though, Cruck. I would place the over-under right now on Malik Willis, number nine overall in the draft, and mm. Kenny Pickett at number 16 overall. Do you think I'm too high or too low on those two? And I think they'll they'll go one and two in this draft at quarterback. Well, I was on the, you know, I'm on the New York Giants podcast weekly uh, talking draft, and Tony Pauline did say that he has a first-round grade on Malik Willis. So if you got a first-round grade on the guy, yeah, there's definitely that potential of him going higher than a lot of people would expect. Now, at pick nine, that would mean Seattle. So the Seattle said, you know what? We're just going to blow this thing up. Uh, Pete Carroll, we don't care how old you are. We don't care that you're 70 years old. Uh, let's go with, with a young quarterback and kind of rebuild, retool. And does – does Malik Willis have the leadership capabilities as Russell Wilson did to come in right away and play at a pretty good level? And can they lean on the run game? Can they lean on the defense? I don't know if that's the Seahawks right now. So I'd assume they want to go a more veteran route. But when Deshaun Watson turns you down and says, look, I, I don't want to play for you, your, your options are starting to get a little limited. Maybe you have to go with Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of options there for Seattle. Yeah, Drew Locke ain't it right? He's just a few years behind the curve of what Mitchell Trubisky's on right now. He needs to go somewhere and not play for a year and everyone will forget about how bad he played when he did play. Um, maybe. So then you get into Marcus Mariota for Seattle or what about a guy who went live today who was working out, who we've seen some, uh, some workouts from him recently, Colin Kaepernick. If Colin Kaepernick was to make a comeback and sign somewhere, I would not be shocked if it's with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's been away from the game for a while. Yeah. So, I, I mean, but I mean, we've seen where the things, uh, Tim Tebow came back last year and had a shot in off season and 
uh, got some preseason run in there. Uh, so, I mean, that was weird. You know, he hasn't yeah. played in, what, eight years, I think it was. And he moved to a different position. He ended up being a tight end. So, Colin Kaepernick, you know, playing the same position, quarterback. He's been working out. He says he feels good. I wouldn't hold my breath for it, but seeing weirder things. Let's get to the chat here. Nick says, if the 49ers have to release Jimmy, it isn't the end of the world. Uh, what I would say to that is there's a big gap between getting a second round pick or a first round pick, if that's what they indeed are asking, and cutting a guy. Like, there's a lot of rounds in there. Like maybe they end up with the fifth round pick, but you know, they don't have to cut him. They don't have to trade him right now this second for a second round pick or cut him. There's a lot of other options in there. And I've seen a lot of people that are on both ends of the spectrum. They're asking for the, they're hoping for the moon in return for Jimmy Garoppolo, or they think that the Niners have to cut him absolutely today. And neither one of those things is necessarily the case. The, the 49ers will find a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. They'll find someone who will give them something for him. If the team's willing to sign him, they're willing to give up a day three pick. Maybe the Niners only get a fourth round pick. They'll get something for Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have to cut him. And that's kind of what the messaging is coming out of Santa Clara, which if it's John Lynch leaking information about, oh, we're okay, we'll, we'll keep Jimmy Garoppolo um, you know, past the draft if we have to. That's just him letting people know, dude, we're not going to cut this guy. We know the value of a starting NFL quarterback. We just saw it with Carson Wentz. Someone's going to pay for it, and it might be the team that just got picks for Carson Wentz, who has a bunch of extra picks. It just makes too much sense for him to go to the Colts at this point. But we'll see. Maybe the 49, maybe John Lynch overplayed his hand. I don't know. They've talked about budgeting for plan A, plan B, plan C, whatever. Do you think part of that budgeting was, well, if he's here, we just can't sign anyone? <laughs> because, and again, Still early in the process. It's day one of the tampering period. Nothing has even become official yet. But, you know, we have seen people getting signed or at least committing to certain contracts. The 49ers name has come up, as they always do, for every team that's, you know, or every free agent that's ever available. But no deal is being done. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo's contract that's still in the books has anything to do with that? I think it, it I think it probably changes things a little bit just because that's the one easy pill to be an under the cap having room doing stuff with other players. But I'm sure there's other restructures that would happen even with the Jimmy trade that are that we're not that we haven't heard about yet that are going to be announced on Wednesday when they have to be cap compliant. So they still have time. They're probably waiting to see if Jimmy gets traded. And if he doesn't, then they'll put this plan B into place, which is these other restructures, and then we'll wait and we'll trade Jimmy on another day. But I don't think it's really going to hinder the 49ers doing business all that much. I mean, we've just seen too much NFL and we know too much salary cap is somewhat fake for some teams and for most teams, if they want to play that game. So the 49ers can do what they need it's to do. It's not it, fake though. It's not completely like, fake, at, but it is look, not what it seems it? on the Packers. Hey, but no, but it is though. I mean, you can, you can work around things to bring back the guys that you want. But there has to get some give and take. The Packers just released released Billy Turner, their tackle. They just released Zadarius Smith, their mm -hmm. edge rusher, who's been highly productive. I mean, outside of he missed some time last year, but he's been a really good football player. Like, they are letting guys go. That's not for nothing. That's because they're trying to work around this cap, especially when you're going to give Aaron Rodgers 40 to 50 million or whatever he's getting a year. You're trying to franchise tag Devontae Smith. You don't have a long-term answer there. He says, I'm not playing on the franchise tag. But a lot of it has to do with the money that's being offered based on other, other people on the team. So the, the salary cap is real. You can work around it. You can finesse some things. But you will let some guys walk. 
Hell, Buckner, he was a cap casualty in, in some sense. Yeah. Pay yeah. him X amount of dollars per year, guaranteed all that, or kind of restart by bringing in somebody to play the same position on a rookie contract. Like that's that's trying to work the salary cap. So down the line, when I have to pay George Kittle, uh, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, I'm in a better position to do so as opposed to having Buckner still on the roster. Right. Yeah. And and when a team like the Saints is $75 million over the salary cap. And not only are they going to get under the cap, they're shopping for Jimmy G. They're shopping for Deshaun Watson, right? It just tells you, you can do what you want to do. And you might have to pay for it with a player here, a player there. If you really want to do something, you can do it. If the 49ers... Like 49ers, really wanted, they could have kept Buckner. Yeah, oh, they could have absolutely kept Buckner. And but I think in a lot question, of ways... Remember, they asked the question, right? It was, all right, we could keep Buckner, but we would lose... This guy, this guy, this guy. That was their thing, right? Like, we're going to lose War. We're going to lose uh, Armstead. And we're, they're going to lose, like, another player. And in return, they got a player on rookie contract. So there were just too many positive, like, okay, like one player. And he's terrific. But do we let all move all these other guys or have trouble bringing those guys back just to keep him? And I think, you know, that was the conversation that they had. The, the cap, it's, it's a real thing. You just got to figure out how to, how to finesse it. And part of, that with, some guys. part of that with Buckner is well, you've got to draft and develop. We see that with the Patriots. The Patriots didn't even offer JC Jackson a contract. They're like, okay, go, go ahead, have fun. And so what does that tell you about what, how they believe in their system, how they believe they can draft and develop and they want to pay the guys that are difference makers, uh, wherever that is. Uh, you have to be able to be willing to let guys walk and you have to be willing to, um, to do, and you, you can do whatever you, you want to do. If, if you want to, if you really, want to bring a guy back like the 49ers could have kept DeForest Buckner you know we wouldn't have Eric Armstead and maybe not Kyle Juszczyk or whatever but they could have done what they needed to do and they could have moved things around they could have um they could have pushed things into the future they could have restructured contracts they could have Jimmy Garoppolo was a magic pill they could have made 25 million dollars of cap space anytime they wanted to but they didn't right. want to lock themselves into um, Jimmy Garoppolo. That would have paid for DeForest Buckner by himself. Um, they could have, um, they, they could have moved money into the few. One of the things the 49ers have done the best at, they're top three in the NFL at not having dead money. So they've tried to keep the books really clean, whereas other teams played the game a little bit, have more dead money here, kicking the can down the road more. The 49ers have tried not to do that as much and uh the better you are the more high price free agents you have that you try to keep it's going to be harder and harder for them to do that but the bottom line of this whole conversation is if the 49ers need to have jimmy garoppolo pass the new league year date on wednesday and they still want to sign say stefan gilmore they can do that it is not a problem they will find a way to do that the salary cap allows them to make that happen and maybe they pay a little bit more down the road, have some dead money at some point for somebody, and there's some void years for somebody, but they can do that if they want to do it. And if that's why the 49ers aren't worried about it. It's just the order of things and how they do that. If they can get Jimmy Garoppolo traded the next two days, then it's probably a different plan of who they're restructuring and what, what money they're moving around. Then if Jimmy Garoppolo's on the books, then they've got to do a little bit more restructuring, move a little bit more around to do the business that they want to do, but they can do whatever they need to do in the next few days. Do you predict Jimmy Garoppolo will be on the roster come Wednesday? I don't think he will be. I predict yeah. he gets traded in the next 24 hours, 36 hours to the Indianapolis Colts.
think it's going to happen. I think part there's a little hold up with the 49ers just because of the contract stuff. I'm sure his agent is also I, I think his agent is helping. That's exactly what happened with the Buckner thing. The agent went and found the deal, right? And that was part of they called John Lynch's bluff on that too. John Lynch is like, okay, you think you can get $22 million a year from a team? Let me know if you find that. And you better bring back a first round pick. And his agent's like, okay. And then his agent's like, hey, John, knock, knock, knock. We got it. And John Lynch is like, oh, crap. You called my bluff. I guess we got to do the deal, you know? And that's kind of what's going on right now. Don Yee's the one out there probably burning up the phones even more than, than John Lynch is about a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. And he's probably trying to get a restructure with that team or an extension yeah. with that team because, like we saw with uh, a lot of these deals, I don't think a team wants to come in, pay that entire salary to Jimmy Garoppolo just for one year. Then if he plays well, they're going to lose him to free agency potentially. They probably want to have a two-year deal for him, and they probably work for year one. So there's probably some of that going on, which just makes it a little bit more difficult for um, for Jimmy Garoppolo to just go, okay, the tra- what's the trade offer? Here you go. Here's Jimmy. And then there's the shoulder. So it just makes it a little bit more difficult um we're seeing and a also, lot of again stuff. the coach did they, the coach were in on watson so there's right. that aspect of it asked. as well trying to see how that whole thing plays out watson says or not watson but houston they say no way also so, saw someone i think it was our guy jeffrey in the chat said jimmy grapple to houston i think they might be okay with where they're at with their rookie quarterback davis mills heading into his second year how much better can he be can he take that next step how much better would Jimmy Garoppolo be right now? Like at this point after uh, Mills has played, what he played, you know, 10, 11 games, got that experience. Can you take the next step? If he does take the next step, how much better is Jimmy Garoppolo than him? There's that question as well. So I don't know if they just move for Jimmy Garoppolo. I totally agree. Do you want to hang out a little bit longer, Croc? Yeah, I got 15 minutes. All right, so we're going to go 15 minutes of overtime, a full quarter of overtime here for those of you that are live on the chat with us on YouTube. For the rest of you listening uh, in your car to the Wednesday morning or the Tuesday morning, sorry, episode of Locked On 49ers, thanks for making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, go check out Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show every day with my guy, Matt Williamson. We'll be talking about all the signings and all the stuff happening around the NFL. For those of you on YouTube live, hang out. We'll get into some overtime and get into the chat right here. Locked on 49ers.